We're doubling up on the training camp spotlight, but down in the big D, but for the Dallas Cowboys, what do we need to see from star quarterback Dak Prescott? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson Football podcast guys thank y'all for making locked on nfl draft your first listen today and every single day monday through friday being the family but also being our every single day as we appreciate and nothing but love for y'all but the champ is here as always my boy keith sanchez mr lsu you can find and follow him on twitter at the talent code keith talk to him baby What's going on, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, Senior Draft Analyst with the Draft Network, man, the 2019 National Champ. But, man, you know why we're here, right? Myself, Damian Parsons, your dynamic duo, man. We're here to bring you that championship-level contest around at the NFL Draft, right? 24-7, 365. Like we always say, man, we don't stop. And we enter week two already of these training camp battles, and we kicking this Monday off with fireworks, right? We say, I said DP. I text him over the weekend. I said, man, I want to tackle a big one, right? We're talking about these QB battles and these QB conversations. I want to go straight to the top. I want to go to, quote-unquote, America's team. I want to have this Dak Prescott conversation and put the spotlight on Dak Prescott right and then to kind of to finish this lineup right we're talking some justin fields so yeah we're going to chicago we're going to the midway then we're going to finish this thing up with kenny pickett and the pittsburgh Steelers. so we have some blue blood um nfl franchise right some nfl organizations that have quarterback situations on hands that we need to tag with dp let's kick this thing off with some Dak prescott man you're talking about spotlight what what from what perspective do you believe that Dak prescott is in is his, is his job in 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 danger, right? Or is Mike McCarthy's job in danger? Is this Jerry Jones? Like, what, what, from what perspective are you attacking the spotlight situation with Dak Prescott and training camp? Man, I, I think with Dak Prescott, I think I think danger is kind of the best word to put it. I think danger is it's near. It, it, it's near, It's and it's almost inevitable. In terms of the expectations for the Cowboys is always playoffs. Super Bowl hopes. It's, it, it never changed, no matter what the team looks like, Keith. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the expectation. They could have a bad team. Like, if you watch the game, you'd be like, this is not a good team. People are stiff. They win two games. Or they going to the playoffs. Or they going to win the Super Bowl. And it's like – The boys are back. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like – and crazy enough, it's in Texas. It's the same thing with Texas football. It's and, Texas and back. Miami, the same thing, right? University yep. of Miami. Every time they get a new head coach or quarterback, the U is back. So it's the same thing with Dallas Cowboys and this, this big brand, DP. Um, I, I guess I'm going to ask you this. What do you want to see from Dak Prescott in training camp? Because you're thinking about it. They fired Kellen Moore. That's why this is the spotlight situation, right? Mm-hmm. They fired Kellen Moore or let him go however you want to freeze it, right? Kellen no Moore, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, no, no Zeke right now. Kellen Moore is with Justin Herbert right now. Justin Herbert just got his $200 million contract, and he's quote-unquote top five quarterback, right? Kellen Moore is okay. Now this is about Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. What are you hoping to see, hear, feel, right, from Dak Prescott in this offense during training camp? Uh, First thing, I want to see Dak Prescott 
step to the forefront and just be aggressive as the QB one of this team, meaning go to Mike McCarthy and, and talk to him, say, listen, this is what I see. This is what we need to do, right? Be more vocal, be more upfront with his coach and let him know, like, listen, I, I know that this is the game plan you want to run, but like for, I want him, I want him to have more of a, a, a more of an imprint on the game plan as well. Right. We, we've, we've all seen that viral clip of, of, Tom Brady sitting in, in Bill Belichick's office as a young as a young star QB or a young QB talking about Ed Reed. This is your defensive head coach with his starting quarterback going over one of the goats at the safety position, right? One of the greatest of all time. So it's like I want to I want the, that that type of feel where he's telling you know Mike McCarthy, hey, this is what I think we need to run, right? We think back to Doug Peterson in the Super Bowl. Nick Foles comes over, he's like, you want to run Philly Philly, whatever it's called, you know what I mean? The Philly special. And he's like, let's do it. You know what I mean? And, and things like things of that nature, where like you want to do those things. You want to see, I want to see Dak not be so calm, cool, and collected. No, get fiery, Dak. You know what I mean? Get show almost, that emotion. Almost like and you asked me, because I, I don't know if this is exactly what you're talking about, right? But the same narrative with kind of Russell Wilson. Like what it was just like he just kind of letting Nathaniel Hackett do it right. Like yes. he just kind of was like, "Hey, I'm gonna just keep being the quarterback. I'm gonna run the offense. Yeah, and I'm gonna just run the offense. Like if you know it's bad, say it's bad, right? Like like I, I feel you on it, right? Like if it's not good, say that. Like you are the quarterback. You you get paid thirty five, forty, forty five million dollars a year, right? You take the snap, you take the handoff every single offensive play. So I agree with you that DP. I'll say this. So if I ask myself the same question, what do I want to see? I, I, I just want clean. I want Chris, right? I, I yeah. want this thing to do what's in Dak's realm of things. Do what's in your offense realm of things. Because so many times, and I, I watch those Dallas Cowboys games, and some of those plays that's on that ESPN highlight reel, right, of, of Dak Prescott throwing interceptions. They consistently show a Jacksonville Jaguars. They show the 49ers one in the playoff game. Well, one of the, I think no, it was the only one in the 49ers playoff game. And then they show one of the ones, in, I think, in the Green Bay Packers game, right? All three of those. And I am not making an excuse for Dak Prescott. If you look at the play and the play design, like there were situations where Dak Prescott and the wide receiver were not on the same page, right? That Green Bay Packers one, right? I think that was there wasn't a drive concept, but it's supposed to be some type of high-low concept, right? To where somebody was supposed to pull the defender low, somebody was supposed to go up, up above, I believe, and that just wouldn't happen, right? I think the Titan was supposed to cross face of the defender, and he didn't, right? Then the, the 49ers, right? He's throwing the football to the cornerback, thinking, I mean, to the wide receiver, thinking that the, the wide receiver is going to be in a certain place but he's not so my point is this is that i'm not making excuses they have to get that fixed right and so if you ask me what i want i want i'm somewhat with you on is that Dak prescott have to work on the details that's what they have to do man with this dallas cowboys offense and and, and so you look at this offense and this is the part that somewhat worries me a little bit dp is that mike mccarthy you're talking about okay no Kellen Moore, right he's like okay we're gonna run the football with who Right? <laughs> with, with who? That's my point. Tony Pollard <laughs> is coming back from an ankle injury, right? You didn't re-sign Ezekiel Elliott. You, I don't believe you drafted a running back, so it's Tony Pollard, Malik Davis, and Rojo, and Deuce Vaughn, right? That's your running backs. That doesn't sound like a team that's fully committed, right? If you were going to run a football, you know who I would have went and go get? Delvin Cook, right? I would have went and go get Delvin Cook and be like, you know what? Come to the oh, yeah. Dallas Cowboys so we can run the rock. Now you look at the raw receivers, right? I talked about this time and time again, DP. Amari Cooper was a big loss for the Dallas Cowboys. 
That was Dak Prescott's number one wide receiver. They tried to make the transition to CeeDee Lamb with him being the number one, but that's not necessarily his game or how Dak Prescott was trying to feed him, right, just beating one-on-ones on the outside. So they have so much to get caught up to that they have to block out the noise, right, and that's something that we always say at LSU, and work on the details. I don't need to have 150 plays. We just need to run 30 plays great. 30 great plays, right. need 150 plays. And if you're going to run the football, I, they like to figure out the running the football thing because I don't get it if you're going to just talk Tony Pollard or, or what we're doing. So that's that's my thing there. You're putting the, deck, the, the spotlight on Dak Prescott. I, I think it's it's deserved. I feel like I'm, I'm giving a fair synopsis, right, that it's not all Dak, but it's Dak's no. responsibility. And that's just it, – it's not fair, right, because guess what? Yeah. You win the games, right? Like you, Ezekiel Elliott was running y'all to some games – Zeke got paid 15 mil. You got paid 40 mil. So that's just how the cookie crumbles. Very true. Right, so I, I, I would even say, Keith, the other thing I would want to see him do, because I know Dak is an intelligent QB, use your mind, right? Yeah. Use your mind in terms of create. I always talk about this. Create a mismatch. You know what I mean? Locate it and exploit it. So when you yeah. have a, like you talk about with, with Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard's a former wide receiver, like running back wide receiver at Memphis. Right, just like Antonio Gibson. So what do you do? You start motioning him out, pre-snap, as a coverage indicator. That linebacker go with him, you know you got man-to-man, right? So that should be your first read, low-key, is to see, okay, linebacker, can you actually defend N'Kobe Dean? Can you go out there and play man-to-man against Tony Pollard, right, when he's running, changing direction routes and stuff like that? Start creating those mismatches pre-snap. And I just want to see him take just more command overall of this team and where they go in their future and where they go with them. Because I'm going to be honest with you real quick before we switch, before we transition, he's going to be a free agent. I think after 20, 2024, uh, you know what I mean? Like, so, cause there's some, there's some void money on this contract for 2025 and 2026 where they legitimately can get out of the deal, right? They might have to eat some dead cap, but they can do that. And if they do that, man, that means that they're probably looking to getting a younger quarterback and kind of restarting this thing. So, Dak, go ahead, because you only be, what, 30? You'll be 32. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's still young in the NFL. So yeah. go ahead and ball out and do what you need to do so you can get another contract. Yeah, I agree. I agree, DP. Like we said, man, some, some of the criticism is warranted. Some of it is unwarranted, right? I, I think Dak Prescott can be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Like you said, this we have training camp for us so we can work out the details. But DP, you already talked about it, right? We about the transition. We about the transition to another segment, right? They're simply called under pressure. I think that's stated well, right? And who's under pressure? This Justin Fields QB situation, especially in training camp, because we need to see good out of there, right? You're talking about Chase Claypool. You're talking about trading for DJ more right you're talking about uh what you, who, who else they still have they have um I'm talking about hey, the, Cole commit yeah they paid Cole, they Tyler, just paid Scott. Cole you know, Tyler Scott right so many wide receivers Darnell Mooney right so you have all the wide receivers that you need to get the job done so who are we talking about under pressure Justin Fields but DP I have a little bit of a twist that I'm gonna hit with this Justin Fields conversation take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball with FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. Guys, you heard me correct. Let me repeat myself, up to $200, because that's right. Just bet $20, 20 bucks, 20 big ones, and you will land $200 back in bonus bets. And the kicker, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. That's one of the best parts of this deal. That's $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run in the contest. All of this on the app that is safe, 
secure, and super easy to use. You know my slogan, no stress, no mess. There's no better place to bet on all the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Because FanDuel, guys, FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. The pressure's been building for, what, two years for Justin Fields? After an illustrious career with the Ohio State Buckeyes, going into a very volatile and toxic situation in Chicago, Keith, now he has some, some more weapons. Now he got an actual wide receiver one. The offensive line should be improved. They can run the ball. He can run the ball. We know what type of passer he is. He's a vertical passer. He's under pressure in 2023 to get the job done. Yeah, I, I so I, I'm on board, right? Like he, he's under pressure. But I told you I had a twist, right? And you know who's under pressure for me, DP? I'm gonna go straight to Matt Eberflus, the head coach, and then I'm going to Luke Getzey, the offensive coordinator. And you're like, okay, why they don't play? But you're in charge of getting this done because I'm gonna give a, a round of applause, right? A round of applause. Because I, I, I like what he did. He identified the issue, and he scared the hell out of me the first year. General manager, Ryan Poles. He did his thing. He brought all the offensive weapons that he can find for good value. Traded out that number one. What was it? The number one pick? That yeah, he traded, one pick. traded out the number one pick, right? Acquired DJ Moore. So there are weapons there now, right? There are weapons there now. This offensive line is supposedly improved, right? It's a better offensive line. I think he brought in another running back, right? He brought in a running back to help some things out. So, DP. This is on the coaching staff to get this job done. And, and this is, I'm saying this for all Chicago fans, right? Because I've been to Chicago one time in my life, but I've, I've watched a lot of Chicago Bears games. And guess what y'all never have? A quarterback, right? Now you finally have a quarterback with some talent. Longer the days of the Rex Grossman's trying to outdo a Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. You finally have a quarterback now that can get the job done. So this is on the coaching staff to bring it there. Because now you're talking about Chicago Bears. I know y'all are tired, right? You're tired of seeing the Green Bay Packers, right? They go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And you're sitting there like, man, we haven't won a Super Bowl in the 80s. But the Packers have had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks Hall in that same period of time, right? But... This is your time. So this is this is all Matt Eberflus, right? This is all Luke Getze to get this job done because we know Justin Fields has all the talent. And if we talk, let's throw out Madden rating, right? Okay, like so people can just understand where I'm coming from. If Trevor Lawrence is, is was a 95 coming out of college, right, or NCAA range, whatever, if Trevor Lawrence was a 95, Justin Fields is a 94. Okay, he was that doggone talented. There was no reason that he should have dropped in the draft. So my thing is figure it out. So under pressure, Justin Fields is under pressure. But I'm putting everything on the coaching staff also. Y'all need to figure it out. No, I, and that's that's a great I, – I like that that turn, like that tilt of, of, of the pressure too because, yeah, no, they absolutely have to do better in terms of coaching and getting him and putting this team in positions to win. Now, again, GM Ryan Poles, you gave him some credit, and, and, and he deserves it. But you traded back out of the, you know, uh, you know what was it, ninth pick to the 10th pick and took a right tackle where J- Jalen Carter was clearly on the board. And then right. you went in the second round and took two very inconsistent defensive tackles that we don't know if we're going to even get really good football play out of them because they never put it on film. So it was like, hey, I would have rather gone with the sure thing in terms of talent and, and, and vet him in terms of character. But we'll see how this plays out. But like, we're just, just like you talk about, Justin Fields, man, you know, I, I want to see them implement that that full vertical passing offense. It, 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 for me, I think back to Justin Herbert coming out of Oregon, right? When a lot of people were so iffy on him. Even though he was big, 
fast, big arm, one of the best songs we had seen. And people were still like, I mean, I don't know, man. I think I might be out on Herbert. And and that's where, like, it, the from evaluation, you're like looking at it like, man, he didn't fit that offense. They got this big arm quarterback throwing east and west, screen passes, bubble screens, just doing the Oregon thing. And it's like, then he gets to the NFL and he's throwing vertical shots. Well, Justin Fields can do the same thing. He can hit all levels, of, every throw in the book. But now he's an elite running quarterback as well. So, yes, feature him in the running game and everything like that. But I want to see for the big thing with him, Keith, in terms of the thing that he can control, be quicker to the draw with his processing. Get the ball out quicker. Don't hold on to the ball as much as you do. Because, yeah, now get me wrong. He's got some incredible highlights of making plays happen after contact in the backfield. But help your offensive line out, right? Identify where, where, where you can have advantageous quick opportunities and hit it if it's, if it's necessary. Don't hold on to it. Don't put your offensive line in conflict of potentially getting beaten by these some of these high octane pass rushes, right? You got to deal with Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston, you know what I mean, in Detroit, right? You don't want to give them up like four or five seconds to get back there. Get the ball out, let that back foot hit, and and throw the ball, right? Get uh, attack the underneath enough to where defenses have to respect it. Then you can start really attacking vertically and getting the ball down the field as you'd like to. So for me, it's like it, it's it's like you said, it's on both fields and the coaching staff devise a plan. Talk to your quarterback. I keep saying this. Talk to your quarterback. Hey, yeah. Justin, what do you want to run? And, and no, if we're in third and 12, how do you feel about this? It shouldn't just be, hey, this is what I think we should run. Hey, Justin, how do you feel? That's what good coaches do. You get your quarterback's input. I guarantee you, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati isn't just calling plays and, and ignoring Joe Joe Burrow's you know thought process. Yeah, He's asking he, Joe Burrow. Yeah, if he knows his best for him, he, he, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but now, DP, and, and, and just the last point right before we transition that we've seen mobile quarterbacks be successful, dual threat quarterbacks. So there's no more excuses, right? Lamar Jackson, right. league MVP, Jalen Hurts went to the Super Bowl, Cam Newton went to the Super Bowl. Josh so Allen, there's, there's, all these yeah, yeah, yeah no, no more excuses, right? Just figure it out. The guy's a talent, figure out the talent. We heard he's a A plus character type kid. We've seen it, a young man. I'm let me not let me not say kid. So DP, so that wraps up the Justin Fields, Chicago Bears, right? The Matt Evil Flues conversation. Oh, we're gonna keep this thing going. Like I said, we have none but blue blood organiz- blue blood organizations that's up here, right? And next up, we're going to Pittsburgh, right? Because their standard is Super Bowls. The standard is Super Bowls. The standard is not playoffs. The standard is not eight and eight, nine and eight, eight and nine, whatever they do now, right? With 17 games, their standard is the Super Bowl. So we want to put the spotlight on is Kenny Pickett that guy? Is Kenny Pickett that guy that can't take the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Super Bowl? Another organization that's had Terry Bradshaw win four, Ben Roethlisberger with ben, one, two, been a three. So now we're trying to see if Kenny Pickett can be that guy. And what do we want to see from him in training camp of year two? History always repeats itself. Even in on this podcast, we started with spotlight. We're ending with spotlight. And Kenny Pickett, you said, is he the guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers? And, and, and 2023 is going to be big for that, right? And it starts in training camp. Just him trying – him physically, his game is not going to change, right? Like, he's, he is who he is physically. I think, believe you, he played five years of college football, four, four to five. Right. And so physically, he's already developed. So you're not expecting him to get faster, to have a bigger, stronger arm. He is who he is physically. Where in his game needs to take the next step for him is mentally. Right. Being able to 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 really step forward as a a, a mental savant, pre-snap, post-snap, all of it. Now, I, I think that from a character 
perspective and, and, and you know, talking to his QB coach and, and, and seeing him at the senior bowl, like, and, and even during the season last year, Kenny got some dog in him, right? Like he, he's a guy who's going to compete. He's going to fight. He's going to battle. And he, to me, that aspect fits the steel city. Now, again, you have a, you have enough weapons, right? The, the offensive line should be much improved or should be improved this year. Get bringing in Broderick Jones, probably kicking Dan Moore in that guard, you know, and stuff like that. Like you're going to have a better, team offensively i think defensively they should be better as well so what am i saying kenny pickett to me at the end of the day you just go out there and 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 continue to develop your game all around right like to where you are slicing and dicing your defense you have a especially if you got a strong defense you really give those coaches confidence keith when you walk out in training camp and you slicing and dicing that starting defense, the Minka Fitzpatrick's, you're putting passes on the money at all three levels, right? Because again, we've seen teams, and I, and I preach, I preach uh, patience with young quarterbacks, but at the same time, the question still becomes for a guy that's tools wise average to maybe above average. How high can your ceiling be for yourself? Like how can how high can you uh, develop and go without us giving you? the best weapons available, right? So I think that's the big thing for him is silence those dollars that some people don't believe that you're that you're a franchise quarterback. And it starts yeah. in training camp. Yeah, it starts it starts in training camp DP and you made one point that mentally get like get your stuff together, right? Like you you take care of what you can take care of. Um and I'll I'll make the statement, right? I, I like Kenny Pickett coming out. I thought he was a, a, a pretty solid quarterback. He reminded me of of Tony Romo esque and everybody was like, oh man, Tony Romo, right? But if you remove the, the, I guess the big time moments, right? Tony Romo was a he was a Pro Bowl quarterback, right? He threw for four thousand yards, really and threw for thirty touchdowns. Yeah, like he he consistently got it done. It was the big moments he didn't get it done. Now for Kenny Pickett, obviously he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you want him to get it done in a big moment, and and we'll see that, right? Because I believe that that part of the game is genetic makeup. You know what I'm saying? And so I want I want to see Kenny Pickett, um, obviously know the offense. The part that scares me is that they didn't make very many offensive changes, right? Like, I'm still it, – it's still Matt Canada as the OC. And I told you I have experience with Matt Canada, and I'm not dogging Matt Canada. But from what Kenny Pickett was at Pitt, right, spreading everything out, dink and duck the football, push the ball down the field from time to time, that wasn't necessarily Matt Canada's forte when we seen, right? It was a lot of condensed set, jet motion, play action, dump the ball off, one-on-one. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it was just different, like, philosophies. And then you look at this receiver core, which is – it's decent, but I, I, I'm not going to say, DP, that I necessarily love it, right? You're talking Deontay Johnson. You're talking George Pickens. You're talking Allen Robinson, right? Then you're talking about Calvin Austin. You're talking about Miles Boykin. That, that's something that I think is cool, but I, I don't love it, right? So I hope that they're coming in here, running the football, Kenny Pickett, just show a little offense. So for me, DP, it's just, like you said, I, I defensive coordinator Terrell Austin, I want him to throw the book at him, right? Throw the playbook at him. Throw the playbook at Kenny Pickett. And, and, and make sure that he's mentally there because I think he's mentally going to have to win the game before he physically just outdoors anybody, right? Because I don't know if this is offense as constructed. Like, if you tell me Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, J.K. Dobbins, I'm taking that, right? If you tell me Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and I'm, I'm missing a wide receiver, um, Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you tell me that combination, I'm taking that, right? You tell me Cleveland Browns, Amari Cooper, um, who, who else? They trade Elijah Moore, Jones, Nick Chubb. Like, 
I'm taking that one, right? Like I'm, I'm taking all three of those, and 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 you're but you're banking on the Pittsburgh Steelers to compete and be gritty. And I think that's what Kenny Pickett is going to have. He's going to have to compete, which we know he's competitively tough, right? And then he's going to have to mentally dominate the game to be able to pick his spots and be calculated in his choices. And like I said, man, the OC situation kind of worries me. But training camp. Just go in there and, 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 and look like a year or two starting, you know, look, start to look like a vet, right? Start to call out some of that stuff and be the leader of this offense. I, I'm going to say this, kid, and you talk about Matt Canada. Uh, I would like to see them almost take the Joe Burrow offensive style approach where Joe Burrow is a, a, a high caliber point guard back there, man. Like you yeah, spread the floor and he's out there like distributing, like boom, boom, boom. And I feel like Kenny Pickett could – I feel like that's where you can get the best out of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and I, I agree with you. And that's what I was talking about, right? Like just going five wide. But the question – and that's why I said we want to see that in training camp, right? If they roll in training camp – and it, it reminds me of the same thing with LSU. Like when we finally went five wide when Joe Brady came, right, everybody's like, well, what is LSU doing, right? Like we've never seen this before. <laughs> and it's kind of the, the same thing, right, like that you want to see you, – you're going to feel the same way. If Pittsburgh come out there and they're going five wide, you're going to be like, okay – but then the other part, DP, that I'm, I don't know what the philosophy is, is that I don't know if they go five wide and wide receiver, right? Like, like I said, there, there are other receiver cores that are much deeper, at least with three dudes. The, this team, you feel like they got two-ish, kind of, you know what yeah. I'm saying, at the receiver position. So I, I feel like offensive, you're going to have to line Najee Harris up. You're going to have to do some different things. I love that they took Broderick Jones um, you know, to kind of solidify the offensive line. But DP Darnell, Washington, yeah, yeah, well, Pat you know what? That they're gonna have to be big positive. So maybe it's a lot of two tight end sets. And like we say, just be just see Kenny Pickett be efficient with the football. Do that for me. Right. Be efficient with the football. And then once you do that, I think you then transition the pressure back to play calling in the fans' eyes. Like, okay, why are we not putting up? Because Kenny Pickett is efficient, open it up a little bit more. So you take care of what you can take care of, Kenny Pickett, and be efficient with the football. And Keith, the, the last part I would say is every, and it's kind of been a theme. Man, if you're a quarterback, you better get right in 2023. Because 2024 is QB class, oh, they're on the way. And you don't want to be put in a situation where Mike Tomlin and them have to look at it. Hey, man, we might want to go Spencer Rattler because he's got better tools and the ceiling's higher. We might want to go Joe Milton if he falls to the back end of the first round or whatever the case may be. You want to be able to put start training camp for the 2023 to give you that, that type of energy to propel yourself forward to silence any, not just doubters, but to kill any narrative that a rookie quarterback would be better than you. I agree, DP, and I think that's a hell of a statement to finish this off, right? That's exactly what they should be doing, man. But, DP, that wraps up today's show, man. Like I said, we can call that the Blue Blood Show, right? We went Dallas Cowboys, we went Chicago Bears, we went those Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that's going to wrap up our training camp battles, right? We can wrap up our training camp battles, but guess what? We're going on a new position, right? We might decide to talk some running backs or some wide receivers, or we may do the defensive side of the football. Me and my guy, DP, we have to have that conversation, see what we hit you next. But y'all know where to tap in. Every single day, 24, 365, like we said, man, everything NFL draft related, right? Having these conversations of who they were as prospects, what they're doing in the NFL. Y'all come tap in with us, man, because we're covering it all. Yes, we are. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Uh, thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. And like I said earlier, also, always go when it turns to YouTube, hit the subscribe, uh, you know, go go uh, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification. Same thing on the audio side. Download, automatic download, subscribe. 
uh, share, leave a five star review. Continue to support the show. We appreciate y'all. And we're getting we're getting closer and closer to the football training camp. We're getting ready for, for fall camp for college football. Man, football is in the air, guys. So we're getting really uh, we're ramping up and getting ready for it. And like he said, we're gonna talk and maybe bring some running back talk to you for training camp and, and, and some of these young running backs that we're keeping an eye on, guys. But as always, in terms of Twitter, you can find and follow uh, Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. Me, Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen every single day. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 